when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. Today's episode is really special because we've got a guest and her name is Katie Brockmeyer. You may have heard this name around the TPT space because she offers awesome product photography and mock-ups in her TPT store and on her website and services. So 
I wanted to have her on the podcast to talk a little bit about mock-ups and why they're so beneficial and a lot of great tips are shared throughout the interview. So I cannot wait for you to listen. All right, we've got a special guest on the podcast. This is Katie Brockmeyer. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you. So tell us about a little bit about yourself and what you um, did in the classroom and kind of what you're doing now in the present day. Okay. Yeah, so um, a little bit about me. I'm a mom and I'm a wife. I have three kids, um, but I'm also a former elementary teacher. Uh, I have 11 years of teaching experience ranging from second grade to sixth grade, but I spent most of my time in third grade. Um, but as we all know, teaching during a pandemic was really challenging, um, very difficult, and honestly just felt like I needed a break. Um, I had a toddler at home at the time, and I just felt like I, I wanted to spend a little more time with her. She's my last one before she went to kindergarten. And so um, in January of 2021, I was like, I got to find something different, um, just so I can take a break from teaching. And I was digging around, um, in VA groups and just trying to learn about becoming a virtual assistant. And I kept seeing that there were people who were doing product photography for TBT sellers. And I already like had a love for photography. Um, I, you know, bought a really nice camera after my kids were born and just loved taking photos pretty much while they were growing up, like just, and then I started doing it for people just on the side. I just have always loved photography. And so that's kind of how I became a TPT product photographer. Um, I just started really small and I was doing a few clients while I was still teaching. And then as that school year wrapped up, you know, like the summertime, I started taking more clients on and turned it into a full-time business. Wow. That's so exciting. Yes. And I remember like that particular school year that you're referring to 2020, 2021, it was rough because it was basically the first year like we all uh, like either started virtually or and then eventually went face to face. But I know there were some schools and districts that like never went back that year face to face. So there were so many so challenges we, in that. We were face-to-face -face the entire time, but we were masked mm -hmm. up and we were distanced. And um, yeah. it, I honestly just found it extremely challenging where it was like our district was like, well, you have to be doing small groups. You have to be meeting with kids, but also don't meet with kids for too long because right. you can't be around them more than like so many minutes. Like if they got sick, you know, and they were out, I was like trying to teach, like I would bring my home computer and like get on zoom so that I could teach them, but also still teach from like my work computer. Oh and I would like goodness. set it up. Like it was just, it, it was very difficult, but also yeah. doing all of it in a mask, you know, it, yes. just, it was so hard. There's a very so hard. challenging time. Yeah, for sure. But I love how like you kind of took, you know, the, I guess there were negative aspects of what was going on with teaching but you were able to find something that you are good at and enjoy and kind of able to transition mm -hmm. out of the classroom into um, what you're doing today, which is creating product photography and all of that kind of stuff. So that's really cool how, you know, yeah. even though it started as like a bad thing, like I got to get out of here, but it kind of ended up better in the long run, I'm assuming. Yeah. So. so, and, and I do, I do product photography, I do videography, and then I also sell mock-ups for sellers, but, 
Um, I do feel a, like I do have a little bit of an advantage because I did already have a love for photography and already knew how to work a camera. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what a lot of those people who are coaching people to, you know, maybe leave the classroom to do something else. They find, they say you find something that you're already good at mm-hmm. and then build on it from there. And I was like, okay, well, I wasn't sure that I actually wanted to do photography, but mm-hmm. then I was like, well, I'm already good at it. Let me just give it a go. And yeah. it turns out I love it. So yes. And you do a very great job at it too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So today's topic, we're mainly focusing on mock-up and all of that stuff, that good stuff with that comes with mock-ups. So um, I know that you create a lot of mock-ups for teacher sellers, but just go in um, and talk about what mock-ups are for those who may not know the beauty of mock-ups, the awesomeness of mock-ups and and all that stuff. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So mock-ups in the TPT space, um, I mean, there's, first off, there's a lot of different types of mock-ups. If you just Google like a mock-up, you're going to see that people use mock-ups in multiple facets of business. So I'm, I'm talking specifically about mock-ups in the TPT space. Um, Essentially what it is, is it's a fake product photo. Um, So it's like, I'm going to take a product photo, except there's no product there. So I've staged a photo essentially with no product on it. And it allows a seller to insert screenshots of their product onto the photo to create an image that they can use for marketing. So it's basically a staged image where they can place screenshots on. Um, and there's a few different types of mock-ups. So what I like to specialize in are just what I'm going to call realistic mock-ups. It's an actual photo. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like to sell mock-ups that are what I call like a digital mock-up where they've found digital items and they've pieced them together to make an image. And then there are some people who also sell movable pieces. Um, like I know one of my dear friends, Kelly Harville, she does a lot of movable pieces and that's so great. Um, because I, that's just not something that I specialize in. And I do have a lot of people that ask for it and I'm like, it's just not my thing. Right. I'm going to make this kind. And I love that, um, there's different people that offer the different types, um, of mock-ups. So those are a few, yeah, a few different types, like realistic, digital, movable pieces. Those are a lot of what I'm seeing out there. Mm -hmm. And it's great to kind of have options for sellers. Like two years ago, this was not even like nearly as um, prevalent as it is now. Well, what's really cool is we um, actually, Kelly and I have seen a lot of people using both mm-hmm. um, her products and my products. So they'll use mine for the photo, but then they'll put like some of her, you know, movable hands or whatever mm-hmm. on the photo. And I'm like, that's perfect because yes. and you get to use the best of both worlds. So Right. And it kind of just awesome. makes your own, like your mock-up turns out to be unique in some way if you're combining yeah. different things. So yes. Definitely. I'll make sure also to link because I know some people are, if they like movable pieces, I'll make sure to link um, Kelly Harville's what she sells as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's got some great, she has some great stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the benefits of mock-ups, I mean, honestly, (laughs) I never want to push people this way because I do offer product photography, but mock-ups save you so much time and money. Like those are the two huge benefits of using mock-ups. So I know that a lot of sellers, um, they may not have the time or the materials to photograph their own resources, right? So like 
you know, I, we can't always get the best lighting. So I have to use artificial lighting in addition to natural lighting. And I have a nice camera and I have all the props, but some people may not have all that handy mm -hmm. in order to get the photos done themselves. Um, and then also the time, a lot of people think like, Oh, I'm just going to whip it out and take a few photos, but it takes it's harder than it seems. <laughs> it's yeah. harder than it seems. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so time and money. And then also I know that a lot of newer sellers, they maybe haven't gotten to a place where they feel like they can afford, um, to pay someone to do product photography. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't even say just newer sellers. Like there are some sellers who that's just not an expense that's in their budget and that's okay. Right. Um, but mock-ups allow you to immediately create photos of your product. Mm -hmm. So like you don't have to wait. You don't have to set anything up. You just have to do a little bit of work on the computer end, right? But mm -hmm. I mean, I think just knowing that it saves you a lot of time in that aspect um, is really beneficial. And then as far as cost, um, there's a couple different things. Like I charge right now, of course, my prices will probably change. But um, as of right now, like I charge $125 just to photograph one resource. Mm -hmm. But um, you can buy a set of mock-ups for like 10 bucks. Right. And and use them on multiple products. So not just like one product. So it really is, um, cost efficient. Yes. Sure. That's, that's one of the, definitely one of the things. Cause I mean, I am not going to say I'm like the best photographer. That's not my skill. That's not my expertise. And so like, sometimes when I'm like, I really need to update this resource, but I'm not going to like print out and take photos and all of that. So being able to use mock-ups is a really great fast way to, update your product and make it look marketable and make it look, you know, a lot better than if I were to just try to take a few pictures and try to edit it take, it's just so much, it's less time, it's more convenient, and it is a lot more, um, you know, less expensive to have to do that. So yes, yeah, for sure. So what are some faux pas or things to avoid when we're trying to find or use mock-ups? Because I won't, I don't want to say that there's like a wrong way to have a mock-up, but what are some, you know, common, I guess, um, misguided steps people might take maybe yeah. like when they're just starting off or, you know, just, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things that I've noticed, um, that I think are best to just be careful of, um, is the number one thing is probably, I would say like your sizing. Mm -hmm. Um, this, the scale of the objects that you're placing on the photo. Sometimes I'll see people put, um, a screenshot of their paper, but the paper is larger than the materials in the photos. So for example, if I have like markers laying around, but the paper is like, it, you can just tell the, it, the scales off. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes perspective, like depending, some people might think, oh, well, if I tilt this or do that and you can change the perspective. Um, I think those things you just have to be careful of, like you want it to look natural to the eye. So like lay your stuff out, but then, you know, step away from it and go back and look at it. And does something seem off to you? Because I think that that's how we can catch like, oh, that paper looks really big compared to the hand or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever is on the photo. Um, and then the other thing that I notice is that people sometimes overdo it. So mm. um, I've seen people that are, that will layer multiple parts of their product and it's so busy, right? Mm -hmm. So I've seen like an iPad and multiple sheets and some task cards and all in one image. And it's like, 
that might be a little too much. It can just kind of be overstimulating. So those are the two things that I would say just to be careful of. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as far as like creating mock-ups for your store, I think, or like using mock-ups for your store, um, I've noticed some people trying to use mock-ups as their cover image, which let's, I mean, let's be honest, the mock-ups look great and they Mm -hmm. are eye-catching, but I don't know that actually mock-ups for the covers are the best use for them, if Mm -hmm. I'm being honest. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that too, but I feel like the mock-ups are best used for the thumbnails after the cover Mm -hmm. and then also in the preview because the cover needs to have information on it, like the title. And, you know, I think that can take up space. And so then the mock-up can end up being kind of small. And I just see, I don't know. I just think that they're better used um, maybe for thumbnails or previews. I definitely would agree on that as far as like the covers, because, you know, I've tried using a couple of mock-ups and really I'm trying to highlight the title. Like I want it. That's really the forefront as well as a couple of pages. So usually I end up cropping a lot of the mock-up out. So you can't even really see the whole photo. So in my opinion, I I would agree with you as far as like have a couple of screenshots on your cover and maybe like show a little bit of the mock-up. But as far as like having the whole photo featured with pencils and the crayons and the, you know, markers and all of that, it's kind of hard. It kind of makes it look the cover a little bit busier and it kind of detracts away from like what you're actually what you know what the actual product is and the title of the product exactly yeah and I was actually just updating uh like one of my resources um with some of your mock-ups and I was like thinking like you can't even really see this mock-up anyway you know because I had cropped Mm -hmm. it so much but at least you know like So that's something to consider as well, as far as, you know, not overdoing it on the mock-ups and even having like, that's why I really like your mock-ups and Kelly's mock-ups as far as like, it's very simplistic. Um, Like it's not super busy. You know, there are some mock-ups that are like, there's pencils every, it's like, you know, are you really going to have all those pencils and paper with your one piece of paper? If that makes sense. That's actually, I mean, that's funny that you said that because I'm I'm considering maybe doing a course one day about um, product photography, but that's one of the tips is that think about what's actually going to be there, you mm-hmm. know, like in, in front of a student and that sheet there, like, are you really going to have all those things? Are you really going to have those paper clips and those push pins and those, like, just bring it in a little and make the focus on the product. And so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. Sometimes they, it can be too much mm-hmm. going on, but Um, but yes, that's, I was going to say just really, those are the things that I've noticed as far as, um, just being careful of is just going to be like that sizing and perspective, um, not overlaying too much of your product in one image. And then also, um, maybe not using mock-ups all the time for covers and just using them for the thumbnails and then like the previews. Mm -hmm. Great tips. Any additional tips to like stage and create mock-ups for even not just TPT, but like um, maybe social media or even, you know, like when you have some images that you want to put in your email, what -hmm. are some tips on that? So like, I guess with not only your product listings, but also like as you're marketing your resources with social media or ads and stuff like that. So I like, I, I do have outside of mockups, I have things called stock photos, mm-hmm. um, which I know a lot of people can purchase on like different stock photo websites. Um, 
I think that stock photos are really great to use for social media and then also emails and blogs mm-hmm. or, you know, just on your website uh, where maybe um, it's, it's just eye catching. It's attractive. It matches your brand. It kind of all like ties everything together. I love stock photos for that reason, but I also think you can even use mock-ups for social media. And mm-hmm. I do, I actually have people ask all the time, like, oh, do you offer that in a reels size or like, you know, or a story size? And I don't, you can just alter the size, you know, you can just zoom in. Um, And I've seen people use them not to necessarily showcase a product, but like make their to-do list and share it in their story for the day or like just list some bullet points on like one of my clipboard mockups, like list some bullet points and put that as a post on social media. It doesn't always have to be featuring um, a product necessarily. So I don't know. I like them because I think they can be used for multiple things, not just for products. Yeah. I would definitely agree that they're very versatile. So I like, I mean, I, of course, as you know, I use your (laughs) mock-ups a lot in a lot of different ways. And like on my website, I'll have it as a background and I'll have something, you know, some text over it. So it's, it's really mock-ups can be used not just for TPT products, but mm-hmm. for like pretty much any part of your business that requires yeah. a visual look. So that's why I say mock-ups are magical. <laughs> yeah, they really are. And they can, they, like you said, it doesn't have to be for products. I'm just thinking, even if I was just a VA um, and didn't have a, a TPT store, but I say just a VA, sorry. If I was a VA only mm-hmm. um, and I was offering a service, like you can still use mock-ups and stock photos in um, in all of your areas of your business as well. So it doesn't have to just be for, if you're selling a product, but yes, that's absolutely. my specialty, of course. Yeah, so. Definitely. Well, this was really great to hear from you as far as like some tips on mock-ups and why they're so beneficial. Hopefully if you haven't started mock-ups, this will help you like get started. Cause it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. where can we learn more information about mock-ups and even product photography from you. Yeah. So um, listeners can join my email list um, from my website. It's www.katiebrockmeyer.com. And then there's like a little pop-up where you can join my email list. Um, mm-hmm. I offer freebies in my to my email list. And I also offer freebies that are exclusive to my email list. So um, not just freebies that I have listed on TPT, but freebies specifically for my email list is just like a thank you for being, you know, a follower. Um, also, um, I like to send out information. I usually do like a product update once a month, but I also like this past summer, um, I did a series. I did two week long series where I shared information about how to use mockups mostly through Canva, but mm-hmm. how to use mockups and, um, I did little videos each day. And so I love to share tips and tricks, um, through my email list as well. Instagram is the same. Um, it's Katie Brockmeyer Creative, and that's also the same as my TBT store, which is Katie uh, Brockmeyer Creatives. So awesome! Well, thank you for yeah. being a guest here on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast, and so I was so excited when you asked me to come on and share some tips. So <laughs> yay! That's good to hear. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. 
I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.